You're tuned in to the ETPU Sports Net, and this is the Texas Tiger Podcast. Jack the Halls in Marshall, Texas. Fa la 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 la. We drive them four trucks and a Lexus. Fa la 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 la. It's time for another Texas Tiger podcast. Fa la 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 la. With Carrick and Mark T. Now, Mark, you're a smart guy. What rhymes with podcast? Spodcast. Spodcast, mobass, codras, bodass. Oh, I don't know, but I know that we're no ghosts of Christmas past. <laughs> That's right, folks. It's time for another episode of everyone's favorite podcast, yours and mine included, the Texas Tiger Podcast. And folks, we are officially in the month of December, which means you can listen to Christmas music as well. You are officially allowed to do so. Absolutely, folks. And remember, Christmas music goes all the way until December 25th. Well, maybe December 26th if you want to have one more day of that because you got to get ready for the new year and you got to get ready for 2021. But, folks, we got a lot to get into. And, folks, we have a special announcement. It's a shocking moment that happened at East Texas Baptist University. So shocking. It's more shocking than the San Diego Chargers leaving to L.A. It's more shocking than a six-team NBA team, a six-seeded NBA team winning a championship. It's more shocking than an electric eel. Exactly. It's more shocking than, than um, oh, a wizard sending a group of people at NASA a wall in re- turn for an uh, intern named Brooke who only knows one destination called West but doesn't realize that the wizard goes into the East Coast. Now, I know that may sound confusing, but I'll tell you this, folks. The real reason why it's shocking is because last night, our ETBU women's basketball team pulled off a shocking upset over a Division I opponent. You heard me right. Our ETB women's basketball team went down to McNeese State in Lake Charles, Louisiana, took take on a Division One opponent, and they won. I'm serious. 68-67. It was a thrilling game. It was awesome. It was sensational. It's amazing. We're 4-0, baby. Well, kind of, not really. We're still 3-0 and because it didn't count towards <laughs> our record. But seriously, folks, it's an upset. We treat things, we make it a big deal around here. A D3 against a D1. Mark! When you first saw the score, what was your reaction to that? I was thinking just flat out, wow. I mean, this team, I mean, we talked about how there would be a little bit of a shift from, you know, head coach Rusty Rainbow to now working under head coach Blake Arbogast. But the culture is still there. The will to win is still there. I mean, I'm just looking at these numbers. Taylor Singleton, 15 points, five steals, seven rebounds. Uh, newcomer Bridget Upton, 20 points, four three-pointers, four boards. I mean, you talk about just some fantastic performances across the board. This team, I tell you what, taking on a D1 team, you know, no matter what happened last year, no matter what the records are, it's a big deal around here because you think about it. The varying levels of skill and how good a team is from each level, it's a vast difference. I mean, just from D2 to D3, you can – kind of see the differences but for a d3 to take on to skip the d2 level all the way to the d1 and take down a d1 it's a big deal kenny and we're excited around here uh we're going to hear a little bit more about uh what went down 
in that game in the mindset of the players a little bit later, aren't we? Absolutely. We have an interview with ETBU's, uh, one of ETBU's senior leaders, Mallory Stevens, later on in the show. But, Mark, I got to say, this is Appalachian State over Michigan. This is Chaminade over Virginia. I mean, this is big-time stuff. I mean, forget the NAIA. Forget the D2. Let's go straight to the big dogs, and let's see if we can knock them down. Make them feel a little embarrassed, because I, I, feel, like, I feel like if you're a D1 school, there's a little more pressure on you because yeah. you're supposed to beat a D3 team as well. But seriously, this is a major league stuff. And speaking of D3s and D1s, our ETBU men's basketball team also had an opportunity to take on a D1 school, and they took on Grambling State University last night. Now, unfortunately, they came out on the short end, but good news, though, it doesn't affect their record. So they're still 3-0, and but we went down there last night, and... We really, really, like, when we watched that team, Mark, it was almost like, you're telling me that Grambling State is a Division One school, and that was the best that they got? Because imagine if we were playing them in midseason form, that nine-point loss that we had, it might be turned into, I don't know, a double-digit win, maybe at best? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. You know, obviously, um, I talked to head coach uh, Chris Lovell after the game, and one of the things he talked about was, just the fact that the way his team played, they didn't have a ton of turnovers necessarily, but they had a few miscues probably in the last eight minutes or so that turned into points. Uh, kind of, you know, bad turnovers at the at the wrong time. And uh, obviously, if you look at the team, they're coming off of, uh, you know, the long Thanksgiving holidays. So had a little bit of an adjustment to make in the first half. It took them about 10 or 12 minutes or so to really get into the rhythm of the game. But once they did, and they opened up the second half with a really big run, actually went up on top by three at one point in the game. It really looked like they were going to be taken off, but then a cold stretch and, you know, just a couple of bad miscues here and there. But like you said, Kenny, me and you were saying the same thing after the game is that if we were in midseason form, and obviously we know Grambling wasn't in midseason form per se either. They've only played about three games same as us, but if we were in midseason form, I don't think those miscues would have been made, and who knows, like you said, this could have very easily been turned that around to an eight or a nine, maybe even a ten-point win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could have seen an inverse of the score if we were to play them like in next month or in February, but in the meantime, folks, there's going to be a lot of basketball this upcoming week. The men's basketball team will be back on the road. Now, on Tuesday, December 8th, they're going to travel to Jackson, Mississippi, but they're going to take on Covenant College, a team in Georgia. And it's so weird. I thought, man, why can't we just go straight back to Georgia and all that? Because looking at the Covenant's campus, whew, unbelievable place. Maybe we can see what that's like. But the Covenant College Scots have decided to meet us halfway in Jackson, Mississippi, playing on the campus of Bellhaven University. So that's a Tuesday game that's going to be at 3 p.m. Then later this weekend, ETBU will be taking on McMurray University and Hardin-Simmons, the men's basketball team that is, McMurray at 7.30 p.m. on December 10th and December 12th, 3 p.m. showdown with Harden-Simmons. Now, those games may be against conference opponents, but they don't count towards uh, the conference uh, record as well. Those will happen later on in the season as well. Then you have your women's basketball team going back to them. They're going to be planning on going on the road this week, at least hoping to get three games in, traveling down to Alabama, uh, where you will be joining them as well, Mark. And I got to tell you what, Mark, 
life is good for an ETBU basketball team. A lot of people seem, should get on this uh, ETBU train or series of trains right now because they're starting to take off right now. Yeah, yeah, all aboard the uh, Tiger Express. Uh, if we, if that's the kind of the route we're going, but the Tigers will be on the road for uh, quite a while. And isn't it funny, Kenny? How the women's team hasn't had a home game yet. We were just talking about that a little bit earlier as well. That's, it's, it's crazy. So, it's so sad. Like, I mean, this women's team—they're three and zero, four and zero. If you were to include last night's, uh, I'm included. They're four and zero, people. All right, fine. I'll include it as well. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I think it should count. I don't care if it. If we had lost, don't count it. But if we exactly. won. Count it. We're four and zero. I don't care what the record says. We're four and zero. But I mean, the next home game, like you said, doesn't start until January seventh. That, that's, that's yeah. That's, that's like that's, a month away. That that is so. Like I'm not. I I understand the COVID nineteen situations here have really put in a damper on all this college stuff because I'm sure the women's basketball team would have had at least a home game or two uh, in the months leading up to January as well. But that's just a little bit unfair. But, you know, you, you're still dealing with all this COVID stuff. And let me say one final thing for those for those that still think D3 can't beat D1s. A couple years ago, our women's soccer team, they traveled to Alcorn State University. Oh, yeah, I remember To that. take on a Division One school in Alcorn State. And they annihilated them 4-1. to one. That's what I'm saying. But anyways, folks, that is going to conclude things on for our opening. And guess what, folks? It's time. Next up, we are going to have our interview with the one and only Mowry Stevens. And you will not want to miss out on that. So stay tuned. We'll be back. At Whataburger, how do you make something that's already fresh even fresher? By adding fresh new things like crisp pico de gallo for a little kick and creamy cilantro lime sauce for that extra whoa. And two slices of pepper jack cheese. Because, of course, that's three new fresh things on top of two fresh beef patties. Which all adds up to Whataburger's new limited-time Pico de Gallo burger. Good thing for fresh things. Good thing there's Whataburger. Kenny, what are you going to get for Christmas this year, man? As a matter of fact, Mark, I have the answer right here. Yes, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I'm serious. I mean, I really, really want a hippopotamus. I think it would be a perfect pet. What about you, Mark? Uh, I would actually stick to a... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, man. Just just when you wanted to see what Mark's true desire was. I, I don't know. Like, I was thinking you were getting, like, Star Wars stuff or so or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, folks, as always, when the siren goes off, you know what that means. There's a tiger in the hunt, and that's why we like to call it our ambush alert, baby. Absolutely ambush alert indeed. Now, folks, this ambush alert is kind of special and kind of a little unique and weird because this week, as we said, the men's basketball team will be traveling to Abilene to take on both McMurray and Hardin-Simmons. As it turns out, Hardin-Simmons University is has a new uh, strength and conditioning coach down there who just happened to have a stint with us on our ETBU baseball team. And, of course, the guy that I'm talking about is probably best known for having a little bit of a mustache and is also engaged to one of our former ETBU women's basketball players. Mark, you obviously caught him red-handed. What are you going to say about that? Absolutely. And the guy that Kenny, the K-Rock client, is alluding to is the one and only uh, Carl Florence, and he is the 
the graduate assistant of the uh, for the strength and conditioning program over in, at Harden Simmons uh, University. But I got a question for you, Kenny. Are you familiar with the movement hashtag Feel the Sleeves? Feel the sleeves? Like, yeah. wait a minute. This guy is a strength and conditioning guy. Yeah. Like, you think about muscles and all that. Why would you want to have sleeves to cover up those big, giant muscles for rocks? Well, here's why, Kenny. So, the movement was started by the Oregon Ducks strength coach, uh, Aaron mm-hmm. Feld. Uh, he's also known for his uh, signature mustache as well. You're ah. talking about Carl Florence. Yeah, Battle of the Mustaches yeah, already. Absolutely. It was started in 2018, so... Uh, all you have to do, it was uh, kind of a countdown for 45 days leading up to uh, the kickoff for football. So for 45 days, you got to do 100 reps of biceps, 100 reps of triceps. That sounds like an exercise program you could get in on, Kenny. But um, So they do it for 45 days, and Carl Florence right now is kind of uh, in the midst of that challenge right now. He's on day 11. It started, uh, I believe, uh, over – uh, the Thanksgiving break or right after it, kind of around that time. So he was currently in uh, he was in Lindale, uh, Texas on uh, November the 29th, promoting uh, the program, promoting the challenge right now. And so want to give him a shout out as he continues to do his uh, his great work down uh, at Cowboy Central, Harden Simmons uh, University. So big shout out to him. Uh, I really want to see how he does with this challenge. One hundred bicep. Uh, 100 reps on biceps, 100 uh, reps on triceps. I might, you know what? I might get in on this challenge, and this sounds like something that uh, I could talk my friends into getting in on as well. Here's the thing: like, I'm imagining Call Florence. He's on day 11, so he's got like 34 days left to go. By the time he gets finished with this challenge, you wouldn't even know that he played baseball. You probably would figure <laughs> that he was like a a linebacker for football and yeah. all that as well. But a big shout out to him, Call Florence, as well as a very big shout out to his lovely fiance, Kayla Bice. Bice e- buckets, exactly. Former Absolutely. ETBU women's basketball player should be excited about our ETBU women's basketball team. And folks. Uh, Going to go up to Abilene, so maybe we'll catch up with old Call down on Saturday as well. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give him a call. <laughs> call me, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Well, folks, uh, we are going to come back. The interview that you wanted to see after pulling off a big, shocking upset last night, who better to talk to than to Mallory Stevens? We're going to have an interview with her in just a moment after this break. And welcome back. It's now time for that special part where we get to interview an ETBU athlete as well. And folks, plenty of stuff that is going on right now, especially in the sports world, especially with our basketball team. Just a little reminder, folks, our ETBU women's basketball team pulled off a big shocking upset last night when they defeated Division One McNeese State 68-67. to Yeah, that's right, folks. That's right. I said that correctly. So, therefore, we are pleased and privileged to be introduced or proud to have Mallory Stevens, who was one of ETBU's seniors on the squad. Just a little information about Mallory Stevens. She is from Keene, Texas as well. And throughout her entire career, she was once named the American Southwest Conference Player of the Week, as well as having an all-ASC honorable mention as well. And earlier in the year, she scored a career-high 19 points, had 10 rebounds as a double-double against Transylvania University. And so far, Mallory and her team are currently 3-0 and on the season and will have more games to go into. But first and foremost, Mallory, thank you so much for taking your time to join us this day. 
Yeah, I'm super happy to be here. Absolutely. And Mallory, of course, lots to get into. But first and foremost, Mal, I got to tell you what, you really pulled a big shocker last night, obviously, playing against Division One competition, taking on the top of the top, and you really just stuck it right to them as well. So like going into the game, the mindset, what was the feeling like knowing that you were getting an opportunity to play against a Division One opponent like that? Yeah, it was huge for us. It was honestly, we just wanted a game. We didn't care who it was. We didn't care what division. We just wanted to play basketball games before conference started. And games are so, so hard to come by right now just with COVID and everything going on. And so um, the second that McNeese reached out to us, we jumped on the opportunity, no matter who they were. Um, and we were very much excited. I think excited would be the word to use. Um, we scouted them and looked over a lot of their stuff and yes, they're D one. Yes, they're big. Yes. They have shooters, a lot of things that were very intimidating and, um, I think made us a bit fearful in the beginning, but, um, once we felt confident with our scouting and felt confident with ourselves, uh, I think we went into it just wanting to play basketball. And I think that showed like we weren't out there just like, we just wanted to play basketball, you know? So. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, I've always kind of said that you're kind of like the heart and soul of this ETBU team. I feel like whenever I can't think of the ETBU women's basketball team without thinking of, oh, Mallory Stevens is on that team. So when you get out there on the floor, what exactly is your mindset? Because I was talking to uh, one of your one of your players and they were saying that if I see Mallory like coming down the lane, like driving, like I'm not going to take a charge, like you know, yeah. because I know she's going to, you know, really put her body out there. So, what is your mindset when you step out on the court? Yeah. Um, recently, my mindset has honestly been super nervous. The I've never really gotten nervous before games, but for some reason this season, and just I think a lot of the pressure and a lot of people watching us, kind of seeing what we're going to do, has brought on a lot of nerves for me. Um, and so specifically in the McNeese game, I was just sitting on the bench and I was telling coach Shaw, like I was so nervous and I was sick to my stomach mm. and just kind of having like small panic attacks of like, Oh, like, and then I just have to remind myself, it's just basketball. And these girls, yes, they go to a bigger school, a fancier school, but they're all basketball players who miss shots and miss layups and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, my kind of mindset in any game is just. I'm going to be tougher than you. So I don't care if it's me coming down the lane or you coming down the lane. Like one of us is going to end up on the floor, honestly, because <laughs> I'm not going to stop. So it's just we kind of have this mindset on our team that we all want to be dogs, which is we all want to be players that are just on the floor 24-7. No loose balls are going to the other team. Um, there's just not an opportunity for them to have more effort plays than us. And so that's kind of how I just let my game flow is I just – I want to be the tougher opponent. I want to be the tougher competitor. And um, I would say almost every single person on our team has that same mindset now um, going into these games. So. I kind of find it weird that you just said that you were so nervous for these games because I'm looking out there and when I think of you, obviously, I think of hustle because I'm seeing you diving for the loose balls. I'm seeing you going out there and being just tough and all that. And it's like Mallory Stevens, the one player that dies for the loose balls, nervous? I mean, I don't know what I, – I, I mean, I'm having a hard time. I mean, am I being played or something with all, with all this and all? So, but, um, you know, Mallory, obviously the last couple of years have really been an interesting transition for you because a couple of years ago, uh, unfortunately, you kind of had an injury that sort of ended your season or cut it short, to tell you the truth. Work me through, like, working back to becoming the player that you are now to eventually being a leader of this team, especially given the circumstances with all this COVID stuff and then having a new coaching staff on the squad. 
Yeah. My sophomore year, that injury was really hard because we were also coming off of my freshman year being very successful. Um, and so the next year me getting hurt and kind of not being able to play at all was really mentally challenging of just kind of where my like spot was, I guess, like a part of this program. Um, but a lot of wise people just poured it to me, like coach rainbow, coach Henson, coach a, um, and just made me realize that my identity first of all, isn't in basketball, but it's in Christ. And so, um, once I cling to that, it kind of just like, I think I just flowed back into like where I needed to be basketball wise because I wasn't soul focused on, Oh my gosh, I have to put this ball in the basket. And like, I have to get so many steals and so many rebounds. Like my identity was to exemplify Christ and show others, um, how much the Lord loves them. And then I don't know. I feel like I was just blessed to continue playing basketball. Like after that, um, but this year has been super crazy. Um, just me being in a different role because, um, I've had leaders the last three years that I've gotten to like learn from, um, who have been a huge help, but this year it was kind of my turn to step up and, uh, lead the team. And it's been so much fun and challenging at times. Yes. Because anytime you bring new coaches in and new players into a program that's already has a culture set, it is hard sometimes for, um, y'all to kind of gel together. But I feel like especially the last like two weeks, we've really found our gel and like, we've really started to play well together. We've started to bond well outside of, um, basketball. Um, we hang out all the time together and not just cause we have to, but just cause we thoroughly enjoy hanging out with each other. And I think that plays a lot into our chemistry on the floor and the chemistry from the bench, like a lot, almost all of our games, I guess, except McNeese, we haven't had fans. And so the sole energy that we've had is from the players that are on the bench and the coaches and the trainers that are on the bench. And so, um, we have this saying that we say that all we need is 16, four and two. So all we need is 16 players, four coaches and two trainers that, uh, believe in us and bring energy. And that's what we've had the last couple of games and it's really paid off. And so, yeah. You might want to add a couple of SIDs in there too. Oh, oh, how could you sure. forget about us? Sure, <laughs> three, three, four SIDs, like 16, yeah. four, two and four. So sure. yeah, we were actually go. talking about that the other day. I think I was talking to Bridget or someone and we were saying that we needed to add Mr. George, who's our bus driver. Oh, and yeah, George as well. 16, yeah, four, 16, four, two, four and one. Yes. So, cause we can't forget about George yes. and all the whole team. Yeah, so. for sure. For sure. Mallory. But, um, that's the thing that I really love about this team is just the, the unity. You guys really have an understanding of that. You know, it's bigger than basketball. And one of the things that I've enjoyed seeing is that even with the new players that you have, I feel like the blueprint that you guys set some three years ago under head coach uh, Rusty Rainbow is kind of in the other girls, too. And yeah. could you kind of explain how interesting that is and how you guys have been able to just get everybody to really buy in and kind of embody what you guys established all these years. Yeah, for sure. Um, my freshman year, there was, I mean, before I came, they totally revamped the program, new coaches, new players. And so coach Rainbow set a culture. He set a culture that, um, he knew would exemplify Christ. He set a culture that he knew would win basketball games ultimately. And, uh, it took a long time for everybody to buy into it. And I, honestly don't know the last three years, like, sorry, uh, like if it was everyone. And I don't think I had seen the fruition of the culture that he set until this year when he kind of left, but he left the legacy of the culture that he did set, if that makes sense. Um, and me and coach a talk about that all the time of how appreciative we are of the culture that he set and of the expectations that he set and how well that he loved us, that he was able to leave in those core standards of exemplifying Christ, uh, 
showing other teams who Christ is by the way that we play, by the way that we have ad- our good attitudes and stuff like that, um, that that's been able to carry over because he set it up so well for us. Um, it's like he left us the perfect gift, you know, like he left, but <laughs> yeah. he was still here in the way that um, we bought into that culture. And I think the way that, you know, me and Hannah and Haley and Coach A and we wanted to keep that culture over was we weren't going to lower the standard or the barrier for the new people. We were going to raise it because we didn't want to lower it and us to be mediocre. We wanted to raise the standard and them to buy in to where um, we were upholding that culture. Um, and even more so like we were exemplifying Christ in all areas of our life. Um, and that's just not on the floor. That's in the locker room with the music that we play and the things that we say. Um, we're constantly weeding our garden garden and constantly um, put, pouring, trying to pour things into us that, will give good fruit out, you know, um, pouring Christ into us. So that's the way that we have relationships with each other in the locker room, the relationships with our families, but also the relationships we have on the court and the way that we play together well there too. So, yeah. Now this is usually a question that I like to ask because this is going to be one that's going to require you to be a little brutally honest as well. Um, Obviously this is an outstanding team that you're playing with as well. But one of the core reasons why is that, there's a little bit of blood on the team as well, considering that you and your sister, Grace, yes. are on the same team as well. So, honest question, who's the better athlete between you two? I would be lying to you if I didn't say me. <laughs> I have to say it. Oh, yeah. I have to say it. But I think that's just because I'm older, so I get to you know say that in a little bit of a bully sense to her because she's my younger sister. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, um, just ha- knowing that – you know, you're, you're playing with your sister and all that. Obviously, this was uh, an incredible time. What is, how does that, you know, make your, the sister relationship that you have with her such a special thing playing with yeah. each other? Uh, it is so much fun. Gosh, we played two years together in high school and we were both very different, differently skilled in high school than we are now. Um, and so I would say that I was a big bully to her on the court mm. in high school because she was just a young little freshman. Um, but we've both grown so much as basketball players and women now. Like, we're best friends. And I think that's something that's so rare, like for one, your sister to be your best friend, but also for you to get to go to college and like do life with her and stuff is so much fun. Um, and so I will say that I definitely take advantage of being harder on her than I do like the other players because we are related and she has to love me at the end of the day. Um, (laughs) but she challenges me every single day to be a better person, to be a better basketball player because she loves people way better than I love people. And she, um, exemplifies Christ way better than I do. And so I get to learn from her every single day, which is so, so, so cool. And if I get to teach her a thing or two about basketball, it's a win-win. It's all tough love, mom and dad. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Is, and Mrs. Is. Stevens, it's all tough love between these two. It is, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, one of the questions that I had is that, you know, uh, as I watch you guys, I know you're, you have your certain tendencies and things uh, like that. I would say your go-to move would be an up and under. Yes. But what would you say is your – what's your favorite go-to move? I, I've always had this question of players. I would just to kind of pick their brains and stuff like that. Yeah, my favorite move is honestly the spin move. Going mm. to my right, spinning back to my mm. left. That's – honestly, I just feel like I'm flying when I do it. But <laughs> <laughs> my step-through game, I'm getting better at it, but I've got yeah. – I travel sometimes, so oh. I'm getting better. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely love the step-through, especially when I'm playing on big girls like 24 was, like – She's yeah. so athletic, and one time I stepped through and got fouled, and one time I stepped through and traveled. So it's 50-50 sometimes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, well, folks, uh, that is Mallory Stevens, obviously. Mallory, thank you so much for coming in, just having a quick check and all. And congratulations once again thank on the big you. upset win as well. And uh, looking forward to seeing your team continue on with this uh, incredible run that you're already on so far. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coming up, folks, we got your juiciest comments here as Mark T. Robinson goes hunting for the comments from our coaches. Stay tuned. There are several traditions in East Texas that just seem to stand out from the rest. At Juicy's, we'd like to think we're one of them. Our chicken fried steak sandwiches and 100% choice ground beef burgers have been traditions at our tables for over 25 years. I like quality and freshness and service with a smile. I like my burger done juicy style. Man, that's juicy. Well, Mark, I got to say, this past week, uh, considering that we've had games that were played as well, I mean, the ETB women's basketball team, obviously, they took on, uh, they also took on Sol Ross State University. Forgot to mention that, but they did win that game, hands down, easily. It was another non-conference affair. Um, but, you know, obviously, them being back from Thanksgiving break, and of course, the men's basketball team also being back from Thanksgiving break. So they're kind of getting back to the routine. But speaking of getting back into the routine, Mark, as courtesy of our sponsor in Juicy's, you have the juicy's comments from certain people. Bring it to them. I mean, absolutely. You know, I'm always on the hunt. I'm always on the prowl, Kenny. No sleep. So I got a chance to talk to uh, head coach Blake Arbogast of our uh, women's basketball squad after the win over Soul Ross State. And of course, going back to that game, both teams got off to a very hot start. Both had 25 points in the first quarter, but. The team ended up holding Soul Ross State to 34 points throughout the rest of the way, winning 83 to 59. And I talked to head coach uh, Blake Arbogast, kind of got a little bit of an insight of, you know, what he thought about his team and, and, and how they kind of handled coming back from the break and such. So here's what he said following the big win over Soul Ross. Um, you know, they, they tested us early. I think the big big adjustment, um, you mentioned kind of going in the second second half of things was, you know, we, we matched that intensity and we kind of settled down and didn't let the pressure of their guards or let them dictate the game as much as we just wanted to play our game. And, um, you know, at the end of it, it kind of took care of itself. We don't want to play our best basketball December 1st. We want to play our best basketball end of February, early March. So that's what we'll keep doing. You know, Kenny, and they, they have so many weapons this year, and it's it's crazy how they've gone kind of they've kind of done a 180 of they were all about interior play, feeding the post, playing through the post, and now it's nothing but guards, the pace is being pushed. And in that interview, I also talked to Taylor Singleton, and she said, you know, all we do is run. So, I mean, we're gonna be in better condition than most of the teams we face, especially since ETBU in our conference is one of the few conferences that are actually playing games right now. So got a little bit of a leg up in that situation as well. And uh, head coach Blake Arbogast, he's done a fantastic job so far, Kenny. I don't know if uh, 
we we can throw in our hats or our votes for uh, coaches of the year, but uh, he's sh- got my vote. That's all I have we, to say about that. No, we should. We should vote for him. Like seriously, get a head start. Like I don't care if all the other schools are not starting off. I mean, we got a head start. You didn't try to catch up. Absolutely. And I talked to head men's basketball coach Chris Lovell after the game of coaches Grambling of coach of uh, for of course he did. <laughs> I, I don't know why you I stuttered the words there. Out there, but um. Talked to him after the game, and still, you know, even though his team came up short, still a big kind of learning opportunity, and uh, we're going to learn right now what it is he had to say following the matchup with Grambling. I mean, you know, you're playing a Division One opponent. They're a lot bigger than we are, a lot more athletic. And, uh, you know, I felt our guys came out and battled tonight. And so, you know, what you take from this is it's one thing to play a game and step up two divisions like we did tonight. It's another thing to have a chance to win it. We had a chance to win tonight. And, uh, you know, we we missed 11 free throws, and that really hurt us. And and we shot – we've been shooting 80-plus percent from the free throw line all year. So that was really a kind of a shocker uh, and caught us off guard. But I'm really proud of how we battled. We gave ourselves a chance to win in a visitor's gym at the Division One level. And uh, I think our guys gained a lot of confidence from it. Billy Cochran led the way with 15. Uh, he actually tied game high honors with Chris Haynes with 15. And um, it was a promising performance, even though they did come up on the losing end of it. Uh, but it's a lot for head coach Chris Lovell to kind of look at and say going forward that we matched up really, really well with a Division One opponent. So that means as conference goes on, we match up with all these other teams, they are going to have to account for the fact that um, this team can play at several different levels, wouldn't you say, Kenny? But look, at the end of the day, the men's basketball team, they are they are showing some promise. They're kind of getting back into routine, and they'll have an opportunity to pick up a couple more wins uh, next week. Again, Jackson, Mississippi, Covenant College, uh, 3 p.m., and then, of course, the uh, big trip to Abilene to take on both McMurray and Harden-Simmons as well. So that, of course, concludes Mark's uh, hunt for this week. Wait, I have another one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You really fooled me there that time, man. All right. Are you sure? You yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we're just going to go right ahead and go right to a break, and then we'll be back for our final thoughts. Stay tuned. I just love getting into the spirit of Christmas right now, and I just love the fact that our sports are playing right now. So, folks, obviously, we are pleased to know that we're back in action and pleased to know that sports are going on, and they're going to continue to get bigger by January and by February as well. Before we close uh, out the show, we'd like to give thanks to our sponsors as always, Dairy Queen of Marshall and Hallsville, Whataburger, Marshall Ford and Maverick Chevrolet, and Juicy's Hamburgers and Tacos. So... Tell you what, Mark, um, I know you're kind of getting excited over the fact that it's Christmas, but we might be getting a couple of Christmas presents later this year, week. Oh, wait, really? No, I'm just giving you uh, just to break the concentration and all, because so, you were really getting into this song as I was. Well. I really was. Oh, absolutely, indeed. Well, folks, uh, once again, we'd like to thank all of you for tuning in to this edition of the Texas Tiger Podcast. We look forward to coming back to you next time on the Texas Tiger Podcast. Have yourself a great week. We'll see you next time on the Texas Tiger Podcast. And...
Merry Christmas. And go Tigers. This is the Texas Tiger Podcast.